0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the J-Rod Money Podcast. I am, of course, J-Rod, we're coming at you today with an episode that is definitely something that I needed to hear about 10 years ago, to be exact, when I started paying off my debt. So, we are probably 10 years removed from having paying off our uh, consumer debt, including a car loan. As I've said multiple times on my Twitter page, uh, it was uh, somewhere around $30,000 and it consisted of a car payment as well as a couple of credit cards and a termite treatment. So when I bought my house, and I think I mentioned this in the first episode, but when my wife and I bought our first home, uh, unbeknownst to us, it was infested with termites. and <laughs> It was uh it was something that we discovered about a year, a little over a year into owning the home. And we knew we needed to get it fixed, but uh we didn't have the cash to pay for it, so we had to finance it through the Termite Treatment Company, and that was to the tune of four or five, six thousand dollars somewhere around there and so that was also our financial awakening moment when we realized that we needed to do something different because what we were doing at that time was not sustainable and that's that's always the point that i go back and look at when i reflect back on my or our journey i keep saying my journey but it's actually our journey my wife and i's journey together that's that inflection point the uh the termite treatment so it's uh it's forever burned in my memory as that. So we're, we're going to talk about 17 strategies that we used to pay off our debt. But before I talk about that, I want to talk about the summer. So it's summertime outside, the sun is shining, and but the problem is you're looking through some sunglasses that you've had since 2015 and they're a little they're they're broken maybe it's real cloudy and you don't you can't see very well through them it's time to get some new sunglasses okay and there's never been a better time to buy sunglasses than right now with shady rays you can go to shadyrays.com and use promo code jrod25 to get 25% off your next purchase of shady rays and by the way this is not a joke okay i actually reached out to shady rays uh, because I've been a customer of theirs for about three years now, I'm a huge fan of their sunglasses, and I wanted to partner with them when I launched this podcast. And they were very gracious to offer a promo code to my listeners. So go buy you a pair of Shady Rays; it's a fraction of the cost as the big guys. You can go buy you a pair of uh, Roy Boys or some Costa Del Mars or whatever they're called, but you're going to spend you know eight nine hundred dollars for. Something that you're probably going to end up breaking anyway. Let's just be honest with ourselves. So go to Shady Rays and spend a fraction of the cost, and now you can go get you a quality pair of sunglasses and then invest the rest. Okay, that's what it's all about. So shadyrays.com, promo code JRod25 at checkout for 25% off your next purchase all right so 17 strategies so and this is something that we didn't implement right away okay these are some things that we learned along the journey so and that's why we're sharing it here with you is so you don't have to go and learn these lessons on your own because that's what this is all about right I'm going back and I'm sharing with you the things that I wished that I knew when I started. That's that's the, the, the North Star for the content for this account. So, and that's why I wanna talk about this here. So 17 strategies, uh, the number one, let's go ahead and just start with number one. The number one thing is to align with your spouse. And I'm sure that there are many of you that could have guessed that because if you are not aligned with your spouse, then whatever plan you come up with, is just not gonna work, it, it, I, I can assure you. That as the money nerd, whatever you come up with, you're not going to make it work if your spouse is out spending and doing just a complete opposite of whatever it is that you come up with. So align with your spouse. If you and your spouse are not on the same page, it will be impossible to pay off your debt. A couple of things that you can do to get them on uh, the same page, and this can be, this will be an episode by itself because there's a few things that I learned on this because my my wife was kind of hesitant at first. So the number one thing, go out on a date, all right, and just start the conversation. Take her to a restaurant, coffee shop, wherever you guys like to go to. Start the money conversation, and especially if there's debt involved, start the debt conversation. And listen to all of their concerns and just dream together. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, and it's something that you might be rolling your eyes about, but the point is, is you're wanting to get them on your team, right? You guys are a team, you need to be a team. And a lot of times the issue with getting a spouse on the same page is the one that's starting the conversation is usually the one that's more money savvy and they're pushing an agenda on the on the reluctant spouse and it kind of comes off the wrong way so you want to listen to their concerns and dream together talk about the things that this that you're missing out on because of this debt. So the fact is, with our debt, we did not have the cash flow in our budget to uh, save for our kids' college. We wanted to start some college funds, and we wanted to do some other fun things like go on some vacations and things like that, and that's something that we couldn't do because we had all these debt payments. So think about all the things that is hindering your dreams together because of all this debt. Mention that, and that will get them at least closer to coming on the same page and getting – Uh, that plan together. So try those things out. I'm sure that will definitely help make some progress. So number two is create a budget. So once you have your spouse on board and you're ready to sit down and you say, okay, all right, what's the next step? So create a budget. If you have never used a budget before, then this can be scary. I get it. But a budget forces you to see all of your bad money habits. And that's exactly what you need to look at when paying off debt because chances are the things that got you in debt to begin with are bad money habits. So with a budget, it, it's key to keep it simple. So just list all of your income at the top. You can use a budget template uh, on Excel, or you can use an app. I personally use Every EveryDollar, uh, it's Dave Ramsey's app. Uh, it's something that I've been rolling with for, for a while now. But if you just take a piece of paper and write down your income at the top, and follow with all of your expenses. Log onto your bank website and list out all of your expenses and subtract all of your expenses out from your income. And you will at least see where you stand on your expenses and see if you have anything left. If you do not have any money left once you subtract all your expenses out, then by definition you are spending less than you earn and could be one of the issues why you were in debt to begin with. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is a non-negotiable, guys. You have to use a budget, okay? So stop putting it off and just do it, okay? It's, it's going to be extremely, extremely important. All right, so number three, when attacking debt, I personally use the debt snowball, and I recommend it to anybody, anybody that is looking to pay off their debt i've posted this before on twitter and i've received uh, a considerable amount of backlash on this lots of people would rather use the debt avalanche i'm not going to get into the particulars on that i'm going to save that for another episode in the future but if you're just you you have no idea where to start and you're just looking for some some place, i recommend the debt snowball so basically you list all of your debts from smallest balance to largest balance and you may be thinking well what about the interest rate with debt snowball you completely ignore interest rate and this is the the thing that gets me in trouble on Twitter when I get some of these uh, nerd soy boys commenting on the reason why you should use the app debt avalanche but here's the thing okay unless you're a robot or you're somebody that's just so freaking meticulous with your money you know, you need to use the debt snowball, okay? Because here's the thing, with debt snowball, since you're listing your debts from smallest balance to largest balance, when you pay off that smallest balance, you're gonna automatically get a little boost of motivation. You're gonna think, oh wow, I just paid off this smallest uh, balance, and now I'm ready to take on the next one. It's a psychological boost, guys. There's a reason why it works, okay? I know Dave Ramsey pushes it, and I know some of you hate Dave Ramsey with a passion, but the this right here works, I can promise you because it worked for us. When you have mountains and mountains of debt, getting those small wins are crucial to sticking with the process. The thing about debt avalanche is if you're listing your smallest uh, interest or you're you're listing your largest interest rates and you're paying that off first, but what if your largest interest rate is a massive balance and you start with that you're going to quit very early on because you're not seeing progress okay so that's why debt snowball is super important and that's why I would recommend it to literally anybody out there so Again, list all debts, smallest balance to largest balance, ignore interest rate, and focus on the smallest debt first. Once paid off, use that former payment to pay off the second largest, and then rinse and repeat until it's done. I promise you the motivation will get you through, and that's the priceless thing about the debt snowball. Okay, all right, so number four, put fun in the budget. This is where I differ from Dave Ramsey because Dave Ramsey will tell you to go scorched earth and pay off, you know, sell everything, including the dog and all of that stuff that he normally talks about. He doesn't say that in every case, but, but in most cases he tells you to, to, to sell everything and all that stuff. But very rarely will you hear him say to put fun in the budget. But I, on the other hand, I say to put fun in the budget. Now, we don't need to go overboard, okay? But we want to do things that is going to, again, help us stay motivated and help us stay on track. So, and as we know, paying off debt is a long journey. Something simple like putting 50 bucks in the budget for a fun activity will go a long way. And budgeting gets a bad reputation because some people find it restricting. But if your budget is restricting, then you're probably doing it wrong. Okay, because I've been a guilty of that. I've been the the scorched earth guy. I've been the person that you know went just completely bonkers on getting rid of all the stuff that we didn't need and you know what if your situation merits that and you have the motivation to do it then go for it but most people probably aren't like that and they need some fun to help them get through there's nothing wrong with that okay so find something that's within reason that you and your spouse enjoy doing put a little bit of fun in there and go for it all right all right so number five make more money. this is should be a no-brainer okay so uh volunteer for overtime start a side hustle uh there's money out there to be made guys There's we talk about side hustles in our twitter spaces that me and michael uh at Yester Riches on twitter we talk about stuff like that all the time he's a master on that so if you are looking for side hustle ideas reach out to him that's michael that's at yester riches on twitter he's he's the he's the side hustle guy uh we there's turo there's uh uber there's even like a dog sitting thing that you can look at i'm i'm really not the side hustle guy but the point is there's money to be made out there and if you're in a situation where it really just comes down that you need to make more income there are ways to do it and Sometimes the largest hurdle when it comes to making more money is to just get over ourselves because sometimes we get this mentality that, oh, well, I worked so hard at my 9 to 5, I just want to come home and veg out and just chill because I deserve this time and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if you're in debt and it's to the point to where it is holding you back financially, you need to get over that, okay, because nobody owes you anything You got into this debt for a reason, and the only way that you're gonna crawl out of it is by taking drastic actions and doing complete 180s of what you've done before. And if it comes down to just making more money, then you just have to go take action, okay? Because nobody's gonna do it for you. Having more income at your disposal will make the battle that much easier. It's that simple. Okay, number six, sell stuff. So this is something that we did. Uh, it 's a great way to build up some uh extra money to start making some major progress early on so all that stuff in your garage and your closet that 's there that 's you have to move around every time you put something in there well guess what that that stuff used to be money a long time ago uh so let 's turn it back into money so here 's a quick Baseline to use if you don't know whether you need to sell it or not. All right, so if you haven't used the item in over a year, then sell it. Okay, let's not become hoarders and be like, oh well, I might use this next Halloween, or you know, this is that thing that my mom bought me 15 years ago, and I like to look at it, you know, just in case I might need it. Remember, we're having to do some things to help uh, move the needle and if you have things that you can get rid of then let's get rid of it so if you haven't used it in over a year get rid of it use that extra money to pay down the debt and you'll feel better getting rid of all that extra stuff it's almost like you're you're decluttering and you're uh kind of adopting a minimalistic mindset in a way so sell some stuff uh i sold a few things when i was paying off my debt however i will say this okay uh when i was paying off our debt we were so motivated Um, I sold a guitar, and it was a Gibson Les Paul. If there's anybody out there that's big guitar people, I bought a Gibson Les Paul for myself when I graduated high school, and I sold my Gibson Les Paul for $2,000 cash. And although it helped pay off the debt sooner, it was a Gibson Les Paul, okay, guys, and it had some sentimental value value me and I regret to this day selling that guitar so let's let's stay motivated but let's also kind of think into the future in a way and I know that kind of contradicts what I just said a minute ago but if you've got a super sentimental thing something that you can look back on and something that's got a story attached to it and that's worth a decent amount of money it might be worth hanging on to because I know I right now, I regret selling that guitar. So just think about what you're doing. And if you're going to regret selling it down the road, if it has some sentimental value attached to it, maybe think twice before selling it. But again, I'm not going to stop you from selling something that's going to help move the needle in a drastic way. But at the same time, let's think about this is a long journey. Okay. And if we're we may have some regrets later down the road. So anyway, that's just my personal story anyway. Some of y'all may not care about that, but all right. So number seven, buy generic. So what's the difference between brand name and generic? Uh, Oftentimes it's just price. So when you go to the grocery store and you're trying to make a decision between buying the generic potato chips and the name brand potato chips, uh, opt for the generic brand. Okay, I know there's some Some people out there that are just dead set on buying name brand ketchup or whatever the case is, look, whatever, I'm not gonna make a big deal about this, but the point that I'm making is when you opt for all generic, you can really bank some savings because if you go all name brand, you're gonna obviously spend more money and the more you spend on groceries, uh, that's obviously the less money you have for paying off debt because I know for us, Groceries, and probably for 99% of people out there, groceries and food is your number one category in your budget. So any way that you can trim down on that and save money for paying off debt, uh, I'm a big fan of that. And a great way to do that is buying generics. So consider that. Um, that could be a way to save a lot of money. All right, so number eight, read books. Uh Number one book I recommend for paying off debt is Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. Uh, it was a game changer for us, okay? And, uh, you know, I'm not a- endorsed by Dave Ramsey. Uh, you know, he doesn't pay me anything to say this, but I'm just telling you because it worked for us, and it wor- it's worked for literally millions of people. You can say what you want about Dave Ramsey, uh, but at the end of the day, his program works. And if you have debt and you need to get it paid off, there's literally no book out there that comes even remotely close to uh, motivating someone to pay off their debt than his book Total Money Makeover. Um, And it's extremely motivating. Also check out, when you get close to paying off your debt or you've already paid off your debt, uh, check out The Millionaire Next Door, Simple Path to Wealth and I will teach you to be rich. So, Simple Path to Wealth is uh, Dr. Stanley's book, Simple Path to Wealth, J.L. Collins, and I Will Teach You to Be Rich, uh, Ramit Sethi. I'm not just a huge fan of him, but his book is, it's good. Um, yeah, Some of his takes I don't really agree with, but but nonetheless, that's, that's a great book. So check out those three after you've paid off your debt or you're getting close to paying off your debt. Those will be super motivating. Uh, to get you started on your investing journey after you pay off your debt. Alright, so number nine, find accountability. So if you're married, your partner should be your accountability partner because at this point you're on the same page, you're sticking to the budget, you're working as a team paying off your debt, but the factor the fact of the matter is uh, life is gonna continue happening, okay? Things are gonna happen, you're gonna fall off the wagon, but just get right back on. Don't beat yourself up if you fall off the wagon. And we'll talk about this later on. And lean on your partner for accountability because if this is just uh, you know, uh, something that you two are just kinda getting on teams and talking about it, it's not gonna work, you have to lean on each other. So lean on that partner. But if you're single, find someone you trust and share with them your debt journey and ask them to be your accountability partner because I guarantee you that there's somebody out there that's on the same journey that you are as a single person. Um, I would recommend starting a Twitter account and finding like-minded people on Twitter um, because there are thousands of other people just like you out there that's on the same journey. I mean, you can reach out to me. I'll be your accountability partner. Send me a DM. I'm working with some people right now that's paying off their debt. And it's motivating to me to hear their journey, and I know it can be motivating to you finding that accountability partner. So uh no, just know that you're never alone, okay? You can find someone. All right, number 10, set boundaries with friends and family. This is a big step because friends and family can be something that can help you, but I mean if we're being honest with ourselves, friends and family can also be a hindrance when paying off your debt. So tell them that you're serious about getting off debt and that you'll be making some sacrifices. So if the friends invite you to go on a you know a weekend trip to the beach or whatever and it's going to cost a couple thousand dollars, um, just gently remind them that you're paying off your debt and you know let's look at next year. Um, you know, same thing with family and this is where it kind of gets a little hairy friends. You can kind of blow off a little easier than family. I know in our case, uh, it's easier that way because sometimes family can maybe take things the wrong way or I mean, also they might get convicted that they have some debt too, that they need to pay off and they hear that you're paying off debt and it might convict them that they need to do the same thing. And it could bring some really awkward dynamics into the family situation. So just navigate, navigate that, um, with caution. I don't really know how else to say it other than just let them know what you're doing. Um, because at the end of the day, if they really love you and they understand that, you know, they will be okay with telling, they will be okay with you telling them no. Okay. And that's been my experience. I mean, we, we didn't really have to do this, but some, some people are in some really high-spending families, and they're used to doing things together and things like that. And, and if you're paying off debt, it can be a little awkward. But, again, if they love you, they'll understand. But if this triggers them, then maybe it's time to find some new friends, or maybe it's time to take a step back and establish some boundaries with family. So navigate that with caution. That, again, that's a whole other podcast episode in and of itself. We may explore that one day. All right, so number eleven, cook at home so this kind of plays into the whole generic thing we talked about at the height of our spending issues. we were spending over a thousand dollars a month eating out that's just absolutely embarrassing when I mentioned that uh, when I mentioned that on this podcast, but we started cooking more at home so the the thing is we were buying food for groceries, but we were also eating out. We were one of those people that would go to the grocery store and spend $200, $300 on food and then immediately turn around and go eat out. Or we would go eat somewhere, spend, you know, 50, 60 bucks eating out and then go buy groceries and then go home and, you know, rinse and repeat. So we started cooking more at home. We started making a list of meals that we love. We started rotating them out weekly, uh, taking a grocery list with us uh, when we go shopping that way, we don't really go far off the list. Uh, not shopping while we're hungry. So, again, that kind of, you know, I I know I just said eating out uh, before e- before going to the grocery store. But, I mean, I'm, I I promise you, if you go when you're hungry, you will spend more. I know, it, it, at least that's the case for me anyway. I don't know if anybody else is, is like that. But, but just make it a habit. Uh, you know, this is basic stuff, and I, I never really talk about this on Twitter, but but just take a list with you and just stick to it as closely as you can don't be so militaristic with this because you know uh pinching the pennies is not really a good way to do it in my opinion but just be mindful of your spending that's all i'm saving and then pocket the savings whatever you save throw it at the debt all right number 12 destroy the credit cards so here's where me and dave ramsey kind of align so There's no need for you to have 23 different cards. I know there's some credit card hack accounts out there that really push credit card points, but the fact of the matter is, if you have a lot of credit cards, you're gonna be more likely to obviously use those cards. And let's also be honest with ourselves, when you have that many cards and you go into credit card hacking, that just adds more layers of complexity into your financial life and you're like me, you have a decent commute to work, you got two kids, you're trying to just also live life at the same time, things get complicated. Juggling 23 different credit cards for just the sake of points can kind of get a little crazy, in my opinion. So pick two that you like and then get rid of the rest. If you have problems with credit cards in general, then just get rid of all of them, you know. I mean, let's face it, some people struggle with credit cards and they just don't have the discipline that that you need to, Really, use credit cards in the way that they should be used, and if that's you, then just get rid of all of them and just use your use your debit card or pay cash. The point is you have to stop the bleeding at some point, and by taking out the scissors and cutting them up uh that's just the best way to do that so if if that's you, then go get it done all right, so number thirteen cash out whole life policies. So my wife and I both had cash value whole life insurance policies that our parents opened for us years and years ago when we were kids, babies, maybe. And when we got married, uh, both of our dads, they rolled these into our name. And, you know, you would think that with cash value policies that old, I mean, you know, when I say old, maybe 20 something years old would have a decent amount of money in them. they really didn't and that's why i hate whole life policies so much is because there's such a crappy way to invest um yeah i think we got what like two or three thousand dollars out of our whole life policies that we cashed out we had other whole we had other life insurance so i mean if this is the only life insurance you have then Obviously don't cancel them, but if you have other insurance policies through your work or maybe some other term life that you have on you and your spouse, then just go ahead and get rid of those crappy whole life policies and take the cash value and throw it at the debt. Uh, You may have some right now that you don't even know about. Okay, this is something that we, we had literally forgot about until we got married and then we just so happened to think about it. We were sitting down one day Looking at the progress that we're making on our debt pay down journey, and we were thinking, hey, you know what? Let's just cancel these policies and use the cash value. So, get rid of those jokers and use the cash to pay off the debt. Uh, But again, only do this if you have other insurance in place. All right. So, number 14, cut the subscriptions. So, people make fun of this, but literally every dollar counts when paying off debt. Use similar baselines that we mentioned earlier. So, if you haven't used the subscription in three months consider canceling it or you completely forgot about it then just go ahead and cancel it because those subscriptions are getting expensive guys i I tweeted about this a few days ago but my hulu subscription is almost the exact same price that i was paying for direct tv a few years ago so i was paying Around 120 bucks for direct TV a few years ago. I cut the cord and went to Hulu, but now Hulu is up to $99 a month. So we're getting close to that, uh, that amount that we were paying for direct TV. So look at all of your subscriptions. If you're not watching it, get rid of it. Okay. The kids will be fine not having Disney Plus or whatever it is that they never watch anymore. So just go ahead and get rid of it. Pocket the savings. Use it to pay off debt. All right. So number 15, be content. All right. So here's the thing. When getting out of debt, some sacrifices will have to be made. We've already talked about some of the sacrifices that, with maybe spending less time with friends and family. You know, if they're doing expensive things now, going and seeing friends, and family is fine. But if they're going out on these expensive vacations and excursions and going out to eat and all the, the stuff that takes a lot of money. We don't want to do that. But a lifestyle change has to happen in order to make significant progress for paying off debt. So finding a level of contentment during this time will help you remain consistent. It's just a fact, okay? You can tiptoe around this all you want. Some people try to split hairs with this. But again, going back to the reason why we're in debt to begin with, you're in debt for a reason, because you took some kind of action that led to debt. In order to get rid of the debt, you have to quit that action that put you there in the first place. And in order to make that change easier, you have to find contentment. So find things that you enjoy doing that is less money. Spend some time outside. Go for a walk. Go to the park. Um, do the things that are don't take money, but you're able to spend quality time with your friends and family doing that. All right, so number 16, give yourself grace. The fact is you will make mistakes on the journey. You'll spend too much. You'll forget to budget. You'll cave and buy something on Amazon that you didn't need, but don't beat yourself up. Just get back on the wagon and carry on. The key is, is don't give up because we're all human and we all make mistakes and you know if you're considering starting your journey or you're on your journey now chances are you will make a mistake along the way the key is is just just get right back up and start again if you overspent one month don't sweat it just get right back into the next month and start over because this is a month to month journey a week to week journey a day to day journey if you failed today Tomorrow is a brand new day. Just because you fell off the band just because you fell off the wagon once, doesn't mean that the journey is over. Just get right back up and start again. All right. So number seventeen, I've already touched on this a little bit, but find free entertainment. Take the kids to the park. Go on walks. Visit your local library. There's a world of things that you can do that doesn't cost money. Who knows? You may even develop some passions that will last well into your post-debt life. So that goes back to finding that contentment, finding the things that you can do that doesn't take money because this journey of paying down your debt doesn't have to suck. It doesn't have to be a long grind. It doesn't have to be this scorched earth thing that that everybody thinks it's going to be. Yeah, spending less money can be a pretty significant lifestyle change, but I promise you paying off the debt and getting to a point to where you have all these options and all this cash flow and all this potential for investing it is well worth the struggle. I can assure you so that's the seventeen things that helped my wife and I pay off our debt, and I know it can help you too so uh take each one of these one by one. Listen to this episode a couple of times so you can digest. I know I went through these kind of quick and I know the audio may not be great. I'm going down the road again, but I'm I'm trying to uh, make the audio sound as good as possible. But just go back and listen to it all again and take it all in and uh, implement these today. Start it today. Uh, Don't wait because, you know, the longer you wait, then the longer it's gonna be before you start investing and uh, getting that money set aside for early retirement or whatever your goals might be. All right, so I've been J-Rod Money. I appreciate all of you listening. I'm gonna to try to drop these episodes weekly. Uh, and so the fact is I may have to do these going down the road because this is the really the only time I get to myself where I can do this. When I get home with the kids, it's crazy. My wife and I are doing this new diet together. We're exercising together. And really a lot of my time at home is dedicated to them. And so really the most feasible time for me to record these podcasts for me going down the road in my commute. So I apologize for the, maybe the audio is not as great. Maybe I can uh, do some different things at the house later on to uh, to change that. But that's just where I'm at right now. So uh, again, appreciate you all listening and shoot me a DM on Twitter. Let me know how it's going. Uh, if you need some motivation with paying off the debt, or if you want uh, to work with me, I'm coaching some people now. So if you want to work with me, go to my Twitter page and check out my Calendly link that's in my bio. Schedule some time with me. I'd love to work with you. I've helped several people so far, and uh, the, the reviews have been pretty positive. I'm, I'm helping people. So, and again, it's nothing special. I'm just sharing with you what I've done. And sometimes people just need a little clarity. So, and if that's you, then reach out. I'd be more than happy to help you. All right, guys, y'all have a great week. We'll see you next time.